Well, I mean, I was upset because I didn't want to be there. I was nervous. I was feeling kind of shy. And I just wanted to get out of there as soon as possible. Because when I got home, I had my own room at the time, so I could just go into my room and avoid everybody because I wasn't talking to my new parents. I wasn't really talking to anyone. So I just wanted to be alone. Throughout this podcast project, I've talked with a lot of boys and every single one of them has been different with, you know, each boy has had his own experiences, his own stories, but you could say, and when I look back, like I would say that there is one thing that all young people have in common. They're all changing. When you're an 11 year old boy, you're growing and changing constantly every day. The other truth of adolescence, at least in my experience, is that you don't notice it that easily. So wouldn't it be cool if someone could sit you down and say, like, look how far you've come and like, see that kid in the distance. I'm going to benchmark that with you and take a moment to tell you, I am so proud of who you are becoming. So that's what I'm doing with Lewis over the next four episodes. This is a story of friendship and belonging. It's also a story of bullying, of violence, and the youth justice system. But most of all, it's a story of change. The distance you travel when you're 11 turning 12, what it takes to be true to yourself on that journey in the midst of you know, really significant peer pressure, and the kind of mentoring relationship that can bring you closer to who you want to be. So with me is Lewis. Over the, the I guess we're calling it a, um, a mini series. Lewis and I are going to rewind the clock and retrace the story of his transformation from a perpetrator of bullying violence in a lot of ways to the ally for justice that he is now. Okay, how was that? Good job. Thank you. I don't think I'm very. I'm changing that much. Oh yeah. You think I'm being overly dramatic? No, I just don't think I've changed that much. I still feel the same. Yeah, fair enough. Well, that's kind of my point about you don't notice it. And so it, it's kind of a neat opportunity to talk about it with somebody who has noticed it. Yeah, good point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. I think it... I. I agree. You're still the same in a lot of ways, but I think the ways that you have changed are pretty special. Thank you very much. You're welcome. So we're rewinding the clock. Um, Did you know that? Have you heard of a VHS? Have you heard of what that is? I have no clue what that is. So have you heard of a DVD? Yeah. VHSs were before DVDs. They were like a cassette um, that you play movies on. And they would actually make a sound when you rewinded them. 
rewind it, rewound when you rewound them? I don't think I've ever used a DVD. I've always just um, used the internet. Yeah. Yeah. DVDs are kind of gone these days as well. Actually, now I'm kind of questioning myself. I don't know. Maybe I made that up, but this is my rewind sound. Okay. So it's not just, thank you. We're rewinding back to your first day or your first week at a new school. Yeah, I got dropped off on my first day of school. And I'll be honest, it wasn't the best day because I was in a foster home. I was in a brand new foster home. And I was really nervous about going to school. I was usually pretty good at making friends, but I told myself I wasn't going to make any friends because I figured I would just be going to school for just a little while, and then I'll be switching to a new school anyway. So I didn't even want to get out of the car. I kind of had to be forced to get out of the car. And then when I went inside... I noticed that this school was a lot bigger than my other school. I mean, my other school had probably like maybe a hundred people and this one had a lot more. I'm not even sure exactly how many students there were, but there was a lot. So, and this was also in December. So everyone pretty much knew each other already because the school started in September. So I was brand new. I didn't know anyone. And I went into school. And my teacher introduced me to everyone there. And they kind of said hi. But nothing really special. Some of them kind of waved. and then. You know, I tried to just do my schoolwork and stay out of everyone's way. And I really wanted to sit in the back, but there was no seats open in the back. So I had to sit in the second row. And that wasn't good. So it was okay, though, because it wasn't, you really weren't supposed to be talking or anything that much. So at lunchtime, I, it was a little bit more awkward because everybody was staring at me. So I wanted to kind of avoid everybody. So I brought a book and I pretended like I was reading the book when I actually wasn't even reading just to give me something to do. And well, deep down, I guess I really wanted to connect with someone, but I figured it would be pointless because even if I did connect to someone, it wouldn't be for long. And then I would just lose more friends. Like I've lost a lot of friends in the past. There's something about you that people gravitate towards. Cause I've seen it happen over and over again, that people do want to connect with you. So it doesn't surprise me that it didn't take long, but it might've surprised you at the time. So how much time had gone by and what was going on? What was this, yeah, the situation in which somebody first actually talked to you? 
well, it was about a week after school started. We were in gym and we were doing this pacer test, which you call a beep test, mm-hmm. which I really, it was okay, but I didn't really like it that much because it seems kind of pointless. It's just running back and forth and waiting for a beep and kind of seeing how fast you can do that. But I was kind of, I guess I was anemic at the time and I got tired pretty easy. So I got tired and I had to sit down because I was really out of breath. And another kid, his name was Jackson. Jackson is a made up name for the record. All the names are made up. That's right. Keep going. Yeah, so Jackson came and sat down next to me, and I was completely surprised because he started talking to me. He just said hi, and he asked me why I stopped, and I told him. I mean, I was kind of nervous about it at first, but once we started talking, he seemed like a really nice kid, so it was okay. And he asked me to come to his house because he wanted me to play some video games with him. So I said, sure. I didn't think it would hurt anything. So like the next day, I ended up going to his house and he had three other friends there and we hung out and we played some games. And I was kind of nervous that they wouldn't like me at first, but we started joking around. We played some games and we made a lot of prank phone calls. You know, and did a lot of stuff that we necessarily weren't supposed to be doing, but his parents were at home, so we could pretty much do whatever we wanted. So it was a lot of fun. I really liked going over there. Okay, you know what we need to do? What? We have to reenact a prank phone call. No way. I'll be the I'll be the the innocent victim. We're not gonna put that on a recording. Why not? It'd be funny. Personally, I want to know what what these like. What does a prank phone call sound like in twenty twenty one? Um, just stupid stuff like we would call McDonald's and ask for pizza. We called Walmart one time and I pretended to be a lady that lost her child in there. And no the way. person at Walmart was looking around for a child that she thought was missing. <laughs> it was funny. Did you really do that? Yeah, I actually did that. It was fun. And I was happy I had a few friends instead of being all alone. Because after that, he started inviting me to sit with him at lunch and stuff so I didn't have to pretend to read anymore even on the first day there you know I felt like I felt like this school year wouldn't go so bad because I had these guys now that actually wanted to hang out with me so I was happy about that and we ended up hanging out pretty much 
every day after that. Like as soon as school was over, I would go to one of their houses and we would just goof off or play basketball or, you know, just hang out, do some skating and stuff like that. So I figured the new foster home that I was with wasn't so bad after all, just because of them. The end. Dude, that's powerful. Um, A couple more questions. What do you mean by the school year wouldn't go so bad? What is the so bad that it could have gone? Well, I just thought it would be really boring. And I thought I would hate it. I thought I would have to avoid people the whole time. But I found out that I didn't really have to do that. I mean, when I first showed up at school, like I just said, I was, you know, really nervous and I was upset and I did want to be there. But when I actually you know, had the friends to hang out with at school. I didn't feel so alone. So that was nice. And actually, when we got out of school in like March for COVID, I think it was March. Was it March or February? Yeah, I don't know. I was really disappointed because I wanted to keep going to school, but then we weren't able to. So then we couldn't hang out as much. But we still goofed off a lot on Zoom and stuff. So that was nice. This is to me, this is also like a really, yeah, like it's a powerful glimpse at what friendship significant like what's the significance of friendship at age 11 to be to for it to be so, you know, good and special and meaningful, or at least just fun to be with them that you're willing to tolerate a foster home you know, or looking forward to going to school. That's a, like, that's a special experience. So those are important relationships to have. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> so two more questions. What did you like best? What did you, what do you mean? What did you like best about being friends with them? I liked that we had so much fun and I didn't have to be serious all the time. We could just goof off. I mean, we laughed together a lot, so that was really nice. And we could just be ourselves around each other. Did you ever have a moment where you were like, I'm not into this or this is too far or... I wish they didn't do that. Okay, so they like to goof off a little bit too much sometimes, especially with this one kid who is really different than us. They they got to be where they were really mean to him. And I kind of was really mean to him too because I wanted to fit in. And I didn't like that part about it. Okay. So that's where, so that's where we're going to pick it up next episode.
Okay. Yeah. Where, how did you, yeah. What, what feelings came up for you and how did you navigate them? Cool. Was that bad? No, it's, it's really like, I can, I can sort of listen to you and imagine to you, you're probably like, this is boring. This is everyday life, but I can already tell you having set this foundation and again, I'll edit it, put it together and I'll show it to you. Having set this foundation, we're creating something really, really cool. I'm like, I'm so glad we're doing this. I'm so glad you keep messaging me about it. And, um, yeah, I, are you just saying that? No, I'm really proud of what this is going to be. I can already tell. Well, the first one's going to be boring. There wasn't really much there. No, but that, okay. So let me, so I will be a little bit more dramatic and tell you. So for someone to look at a bully or a group of four boys who are bullying, right? Or I guess it'd be five boys that are bullying. And even myself last spring was like, what a group of assholes. What are they getting out of both their actions towards the victim, but also their friendship with each other? Like, it's such bullshit. And when even when you started talking about like, I don't know if I want to be their friend, I did not even as much as I understood you and was doing my best to empathize with you and kind of be there with you, I still did not. And I did not until this moment today, understand what you were giving up when you were talking about standing up to them or talking about distancing yourself from them. That to me is something that I learned today. And so I think if anybody listens to this, what you've done in the first episode, not if anybody, when anybody listens to this, what you've done in the first episode is make it really clear what your stakes are when things start to change. Because I already said it to you when we were kind of in the midst of the story, this is um, a really meaningful thing that you've kind of stumbled into by connecting with them. My name is Jonathan. My name is Lewis. And you're listening to Breaking the Boy Code. The work that I do in this podcast is supported by Next Gen Men, an organization that really believes in the well-being of boys and engaging boys as leaders for change in their lives and in their communities. As we record this, we're also working towards season four, which is a collaboration with a school and a recording center in my neighborhood. I couldn't be more excited about pulling that together. All of this happens with the support of Next Gen Men's audience. None of this can happen without our Next Gen members. If you're able to support the work that we do, in advocating for gender justice, please go to nextgenmen.ca slash join. You can contact me at breakingtheboycode at gmail.com or at boypodcast on social media. Uh, and look forward to, to what am I going to say at the end? Uh, are you laughing at me stuttering? Yes. Okay. Do you have any final things you want to say? I love you. I love you too. Okay, that's a perfect outro. Thank you for that.